it's New Year's Eve and you join me on my perch at the far end of the bar. And by it's lively in here tonight, Ben. Isn't it? Happy New Year! Well, Happy New everybody. Year! Well, we're a bit previous. We're not quite there yet, are well, we? Yeah, but it's, it's like when you watch Jules Holland's Hootenanny. Hootenanny! <laughs> that starts from well early, doesn't it? See, that so, comes from know, Crackerjack, doesn't it? It feels like it, doesn't it? Very it does. feels like it. Crackerjack! Uh, Crackerjack! You do that uh, around the BBC now, not a clue. No one who works at the BBC has the slightest idea what you're talking about. No, it's a shame and a sin. Um, it is a busy night there in the Rat and Thistle. You're very welcome, yes. obviously. And I've had to get extra staff on, so Sean's with so us. Sean, again. where's Sean? Sean's over there. Hello, Sean. Sean's yep. over there doing and, uh, his bit. Bev, as well, has come to join us this evening. Oh, the lovely Bev. Yeah, and then uh, Johnny's on glass collection. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, Bev and Johnny. Uh, nicely, uh, nicely. Say hello, everybody. Well, say hello, everybody. <laughs> So we're all in tonight. Well, I hope you're having a, a fine and dandy wherever you are, whatever mm. time it is when you're listening to this. But um, I suppose on uh, New Year's Eve, it is tradition. Certainly if you work for the Evil Empire, otherwise known as... ITV? Well, <laughs> any news organisation within any, within any uh, television station. If the it, Evil Empire... Just on that for a second, though. Just mm. on that for a second. Yes. ITV are the good guys these days they are uh, itn it's yes all they are a bit weird. yeah and then you've got like sky uh sky are pretty much the good guys because well sometimes they are and sometimes it's not so much i don't think it's so much that uh, you've got the good guys and the bad guys it's it's almost like they're omitting things and that really kind of gets us slightly left of center types um a little bit uh worked up or woke yeah. up as the daily mail would have it uh, it's because they, they, you know, they don't give you the full story anymore. I want the full story. I shall yes. demand in 2023 we shall be. I, I went all Ken Dodd then. In 2023 <laughs> we shall be demanding the full story, please. Mm. I don't we're want blue any in the face. No, I don't want any. You know, two minute praises. I want the full facts. I'll tell you what I can't get enough of is the two way, when the reporter tells the story. <laughs> maybe give some of the uh, the whole story and then they go and we're joined by Sheila from outside the hospital and uh, then they talk about the thing they've just told us all about yes, again. Yes, they talk about it. But first of all, you start with uh, Sheila talking about the story and then she looks off to mm. a monitor where a piece of film that Sheila made earlier yeah. then plays and then you cut back to the studio and then you cut back to Sheila studio sheila studio as presenter and sheila interview and answer each other's questions yes it's... he wouldn't like it in the old days robert dougal didn't do it like this he just read it out from a piece of paper somebody wrote some stuff down he read it out it was all over in seven minutes do you know i think and terry wogan said this years ago do you feel over newsed that was his time. I liked that phrase. I've mm. clung on to that phrase over the years. I think it was a lot better when there were seven minutes of news a day. That's all you need. Yeah. All this rubbish that goes on in the world now is all to keep the rolling news stations going. I think so. And do you um, do you remember when they used to interview like actual guests? So they'd get. Um, so my uncle, I was going to ask you if you, anyone in your family was ever a guest 
uh, being interviewed on the news. My uncle was a solicitor for the TUC oh, right, uh, back okay. in the day. Important point. Important, then, important kind of um, Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, there came a time when it transpired he was going to be on the news sometime in the 80s, I guess this would have been. And the, the family were all phoned. And we all gathered around our respective television sets yeah. to see him being interviewed. I think, if I remember correctly, it was on Newsnight. So it wasn't, you know, like Gavin and Stacey, he's on for five seconds, that's the clip done. It was a proper, you know, good seven, eight minute uh, interview. He was oh, on. and he got, the full, he got the full thing, did he? Yeah, he, uh, and I'm sure he was a very intelligent witty man so i'm sure he made intelligent and witty points but very I can't good remember now how no, about well, you anybody I, in I, your sphere I, I do have that but just before i tell you my story let me just go back to that gavin and stacy moment because mm. that is one of the great joys of um uh, of comedic writing as far as i'm concerned in that series the idea that gavin's dad Gavin's dad? Gavin's yeah. dad. No, yes, Larry Gavin's Lamb. dad. Yeah. yeah, Larry Lamb. He's been interviewed for the news about something. I can't it's a body remember. that's found in the building site car right. park okay. or something, isn't it? Okay. And everybody gathers around the, the set, uh, the TV set, and as you say, he's on for two seconds, and then he's gone. And everybody yeah. goes, is that it? And there's yes. a wonderful line. A little bit later on, perhaps they'll come back to it. <laughs> the idea that there's a bit more to come a little yeah. bit later on in the show so well, it's a bit like those interviews that they do on the one show where you yeah. never get a whole interview what you get is a, an interview it's not even in bite-sized pieces it's like tiny little mini interviews oh i'm sorry we haven't got you're not far too no no, no you're not interesting enough we're gonna yeah. go and talk away talk about stonemasonry for the next five minutes then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more to you and then we'll go away and talk about the bayou tapestry and then we'll come back it drives me nuts i can't watch it no very little makes sense about the one show i'm afraid bless them they're all they're all trying hard even the hosts don't make sense these days you turn it on it's like some random ex-boy band member or some commercial radio jock or someone who was on strictly once or even someone out of Maiden Essex or whatever. I don't know. Like, is, um, wasn't Joey Essex one of the uh, presenters? Recently? I don't know. I, no, neither do I. I, I it, it's a bit like a long-running uh, radio soap. Hmm. The moment I hear the opening bars, I reach for the off switch. <laughs> now, I may be doing the Archers a disservice, and a very dear friend of mine has been in that for a long, long time. I, I just can't, I can't do it. It's probably because I don't put in the, the hard yards. Yeah. I don't listen. If I listen, I, I suspect it would be wonderful. However, if I watched the one show, I, I don't think it would be. Best soap opera no one ever watched? Take the High Road. Oh, Excellent. really? Yes, fantastic. Ooh. Wobbly sets and all. Oh, very good. A, a pure joy. Um, just going back to, uh, has any member of my family ever been interviewed for the news? Oh, yeah, we were doing that, weren't we? Anybody? Yes. Um, my son, Christopher. Okay. My son, Christopher. We were on holiday in Jersey. And we'd gone to see the German underground hospital, uh, which the Nazis tunnelled under the, 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 the hills and the mountains. Mountains? I don't know. 
the hills there. Yeah. Uh, and it's a fascinating, fascinating walk around. Now, my mm. son... Happy from, New Year, everyone, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Back to the German hospital My tunnels. son has always had uh, a fascination with the Second World War. Okay. From a very early age, uh, I think one of his... I think they did a project at school, and it really piqued his interest. Mm. Um... Uh, uh, yes, indeed. I, I can remember now. Yes, because he he took along some papers that my father and my grandfather uh, had from the Second World War, uh, and he took those along. And I think there was a gas mask as well. They had a big display. Anyway, he became fascinated with the Second World War okay. from a very early age. This was at primary school, very early mm-hmm. age. Um, now, when we were on holiday in Jersey, he was about ten. Mm-hmm saying 10 bright kid uh, and like a sponge at that age they they soak things up and if it chimes with something that they're interested they can just regurgitate it i'm sure mm. your voice are exactly the same um and so we came out of the german underground hospital to find um southern news doing some uh, interviews about okay. I, I think they they'd had some grant or something or um uh, a new box office or something built there. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything about this, but anyway, they, so reporter comes up and s- thinks he's going to interview the family, and um, uh, he says to my boy, "Did you enjoy it?" He said, "Oh yes, enjoyed it very much." He said, "Oh, could could we just talk to to the children?" I said, "Please, off you go." So they set up, and he asked him a question about what he liked best, right? And Christopher went off and he talked for about seven or eight minutes about everything in detail, giving lots of background information that I'm sure that they didn't even know in the hospital. <laughs> it was absolutely fascinating. Excellent. And the, the reporter is now looking at me like, who is this child? <laughs> what on earth have you been feeding him? Are you all like this? <laughs> and then the great thing was that they cut on my son. They turned the camera on my daughter, who's eight, mm. and they said, and what did you like? And she said, I like the ice creams. Yeah, excellent. Which yeah, is perfect. Um, obviously, completely with your daughter at this and point. We, and like La- Larry <laughs> Lamb on Gavin and Stacey, we gathered around the television in the hotel <laughs> evening uh, to watch it. And they left uh, quite a bit of it in, yeah. uh, Christopher, uh, enough to give you a sense of that he really knew his stuff. But joy of joy. They left my daughter's comment in as well. Excellent. I For balance. The, I like the ice cream. See, now that is telling both sides of the story. There you are, you see. That is good, proper journalism. It's all very so, well and good, Nazis and all of that. But yeah. Neapolitan ice cream, that's what that's, we want to know about. That's what we really want to know about. Um, I, I Actually, I was interviewed once for French television for the news over there. Oh, Because we, we travelled to France on the ferry as a family... Um, it was after the uh, London bombings, right? And there'd been all sorts of kerfuffle and things had been cancelled and um, ports had been shut and what have you. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we arrived uh, in the queue on the other side, having uh, disembarked from the ferry. And this uh, crack team of French customs officials came and stormed my car and opened the boot and the, everything, the glove box. and the, I think you asked le boot and le, le yeah, glove oui, box. Oui. Uh, opened the ouvre le suitcase and 
<laughs> searched through everything. And uh, while they were doing this, the French um, news television crew started to interview me. My cousin lives in France, and um, she uh, phoned up my mum and said, uh, Ben's just been on the telly. And apparently there was a good minute of me looking slightly white as a sheet as they searched through the car. Not with my voice, obviously. They'd asked me the question, and then they'd done that thing where there was three words of my English, and then they'd overdubbed it with some very, apparently, quite sexy French voice. <laughs> was it so, a French uh, war? <laughs> I, I I do like that they now don't even bother matching the gender. So I imagine now that you, this pasty-faced, um, slightly dodgy-looking chap whose car is hey. being rifled by customs, and this very sexy French yeah. voice comes over the top, right. a little bit kind of Fenella Fielding-esque yeah. for those yeah. teenagers listening. Nous um, allons en français pour, uh, pour, uh, pour les vacances, hein? Uh, oui, dans le soleil et les glaces et le deux pierres, s'il vous plaît, madame. There you go. That sort of thing it was, yeah. 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 No <laughs> wonder your cousin doesn't talk to you anymore. <laughs> An embarrassment to the family. <laughs> well, we're not talking to him anymore. Goodness no. me. Now listen, um, yes. it's New Year's Eve and we've yes. not talked about it for a long time. Happy New Year! So, Happy um, New Year, everyone! There's what I'd like to know... More glasses, some... love. There's a table full over there. Don't you love my barmaid? Hold on a minute. Um, so, now, what I want to know this week, similar to last week when we did the Christmas special, yes. and I wanted to know the ins and outs of the Lewis family Christmas, what I want to know this week is your fantasy New Year's Eve. If you could have, oh, you could design the perfect New Year's Eve. I want to know what your fav, what your ultimate fantasy New Year's Eve would be. Where would it be? Uh, who would you, uh, who would you be with, and what would happen? Well, as I've got older, I think um, New Year's Eve is much more about being around a table, good conversation, not so much worried about going out. Not so much worried about fireworks, mm -hmm. you know, clubbing or, let's say, a young man's game. Yeah. I like the quality of the conversation. Good meal. A very good okay. meal. You know, uh, a good company. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then kick everybody out at a decent time. You know, uh -huh. 11 o'clock's fine. Uh, everybody really? on their carriages before that. Then you... diving into bed and um, stealing myself for the hootenanny. Right. Jules Holland and his musical guests, which will take me through until about quarter past one. Right. That'll do so, me. Okay, so when you were less boring and a yes. bit more fun, mm -hmm. what would have been your fantasy New Year's Eve well, we, in those we days? Went, we, went, we, went, we went out to all kinds <laughs> of I wasn't dudes. expecting you to say, I'm in bed by 20 past 11. Well, no. <laughs> That's my fantasy New Year's Eve. No, my... My, the joy of New Year's <laughs> Eve is the table of guests and the food. Okay. So, well, yeah. let's take your table of guests, your your food you're going to have to give me more detail on, mm. um, and you can tell me where, if you could be anywhere in the world with no fuss or mm. bother getting there, where do you think you would like to oh, be? Oh, I see. So you, you don't want you don't want reality. You want you want um, a complete fantasy island thing. I want I want what in your head, if you could have the ultimate New Year's Eve, the like the one that would bring you the most pleasure, there are no restrictions. You can be where you want, you can be with who you want, you can eat and drink what you want, with no recriminations the next morning. Come on. Let's do it. 
See, if I name names now, who I want, mm. would ultimately like to be with, if I name names now, well, the, the family is a given, isn't it? They're they're obviously with you, right? Yes. Well, if I name the names that I'm thinking of, oh, the family certainly oh, wouldn't okay. be with me. Because now we're talking about a fantasy. Yeah. We're not talking about reality. And fantasies can be right. taken the wrong way. Is it Bo Derek? You know, <laughs> well, I suppose once upon a time she came and went, didn't she? She jogged along the beach in slow motion. <laughs> um, I think would I would I want to be somewhere? You can have a comfy bed in the corner. That's fine. S- uh, Sid- oh. Sydney Harbour Bridge is always yep. a spectacular mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? New Year's Eve, and it's always the first to welcome in the new, yeah. the first of the big cities. To welcome in the new year. So I think Sydney and a hotel overlooking Sydney Harbour Bridge with a great band playing um, and um, a bed that I can go to by about <laughs> 20 past 11 and watch Jules Holland's Hootenanny. I okay. think that, that would do well, it. That's good. Well, so. I and mean, you? I think I'd like to be. I, I genuinely would like to be in my family. I think it's, you know, they, they're still young enough that they haven't really uh, annoyed me too much yet. <laughs> so um, I'd like to take the three of them. So it's me, the wife, the two boys. Um, I, th- I quite fancy New York, you know. I think that would be pretty cool mm. over there in New Year's Eve. Yeah. And yeah. Um, a really nice restaurant, early doors in the evening, a proper mm-hmm. meal. Um, and then, well, you'd have you'd have a lot of choice in New York. Yes, some, some of the yeah, of America's certainly America's, if not yep. the world's finest diners. So a good place to be for that type. And then yes. uh, I'm imagining a big old traditional uh, New York hall, uh, a party uh, with you know a sprinkling of approachable famous people. I don't really mind who they are as long as they're interesting mm. and can hold a mm. conversation. I love your podcast, that sort of thing. That that would be that would be great. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would that'd be nice. That would be nice. There's um there's a wonderful scene at the end of Woody Allen's last great film, which was Radio Days, many years ago now, um, where um, uh, New Year's Eve is recreated welcoming in the new year and it's uh, 1940 something or other um, and I think there's a sophistication about mm. that in those days before yeah. it, there was a movie glamour yeah. to radio you know mm. this is before television in that, that brief period where you had the movies and then you had radio which was king and yeah. then television took over um, there was a sophistication about the radio broadcasts, and so everyone dressed up for the radio, and everyone dressed up to go along to see yeah. the radio being performed. And I think that would have been fantastic. So that, so thinking about any time, any place, if you could go back to 1940s New York, and a radio broadcast With on one of those New amazing Year's old microphones, Eve, that would be mad. That would be magical. That- Oh, I'm picturing man, is it Annie wonderful. where they go into a radio studio and they they do a recording for uh, an appeal for Annie's parents I think it is um, 
Do you know, I can well, help you there. You I've watch, never seen it. Uh, the original Annie Dunn. I know. The second one's rubbish. Um, okay, so we've gone through a wide uh, gamut of experiences there. We've gone from the beauty uh, and probably warmth of a, an Australian New Year's Eve. Uh, we've taken in some glamour and glitz from New York in the, the 1940s, 1940s radio days and all that jazz. And here we are in the sticky of carpet, wet of bar, yeah. rat and thistle. Rat and, and thistle. What can I get you? And it's raining outside again. What can I get you to drink? Oh, I would say a Stone's ginger wine, but I, I know you don't necessarily. No, not after stack the last time. No, yes. <laughs> uh, um, I think I would like a glass of. Glenmorangie. Oh, a Glenmorangie. I'll have a Glenmorangie, and I, 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 I don't, I don't partake in quite the way that one used to. Of course. Um, but just one glass of Glenmorangie to see out the old and bring in the new. Um, with a little lump of ice in there, or just? Oh God, no! Touch of water. No, no! Don't, don't you dare put anything in just, there. Just, just as it is, out of the bottle into the glass. In a proper tumbler. In a proper proper tumbler. And I'll even bite... No, I was going to say... I was gonna... No, I won't. Um, I, I expect you can stand me that drink, can't you? Uh, well, yeah, given all the ones you've bought in my time as landlord so far... Yeah, I guess I probably can. You're making a what, fortune out of me. What was the thing that you were going to say that you can't say? I'm, I, I'm intrigued now. Let me, let me have a guess. Was it a, a cigar... <laughs> it might have been. Uh, yeah, it might have been. Were... Once upon a time, I wouldn't even enjoy it these days, but once no. upon a time, um, a, 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 a cigar, a really swanky cigar, would have been the epitome of sophistication. Glass of scotch in one hand, cigar in the other. Uh, a, mon a Monte Cristo? Uh, that, well, yes, that, that'll do it. Mm. That'll do it. Did you have one of those... I think this is a, a cigar cutter from yep, Yeah, one. a cigar. Yep. Did you a personalised yep. one? Uh, no, no. Just a, just a... no. Because um, and and it's oh gosh, how many? It's nearly thirty years now since I smoked cigarettes. Mm -hmm. um, but I, when I was a, I was a dedicated smoker before I saw the light. Um, but I, I, I smoked cigarettes. I didn't really smoke, smoke cigars. Mm. But cigars were still a big treat. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, and they were they were a status symbol, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, tremendous. You know. The bigger the cigar, the bigger the dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably still true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, that, I mean, yeah, that all sounds very lovely. Uh, it's a shame we can't just sort of magic ourselves to wouldn't where it we be? Wouldn't it be just be, wonderful if really? we can have a little harp glissand now? Yeah. And this podcast could kind of take off to the magical land that we've just created. Yeah. Instead of which, I'm off out into the rain. Mm -hmm. uh, you've probably got an hour or two left here. Yeah. Uh, and Sean's not doing tremendously well down the other end of the bar because no. he's caught the eye of someone. Uh, Beverly, I think her name is. And she's not collecting any glasses. And you're not doing anything because you're stood standing here nattering to me. So at this point, I'd better leave with the dog and um, clear off home. 
Yes, and enjoy. Get yourself to bed nice and early so you can watch Jules in comfort. I will. Hootenani. I'll put the scarf on now. And we'll wish everyone a very happy new year. Happy new year. And wish you everything that you wish yourselves. And we'll see you next year for more rambling rubbish. Until then, <laughs> reservoir. Cheers. That's time at the far end of the bar. You've been listening to Richard Lewis and Ben Orr. Find the fellas on all the socials. Just search hashtag TFEOTB. You'll find the podcast version of the show on all leading podcast platforms. Or send them an email. It's thefarendofthebar at gmail.com. Most importantly, spread the word. Tell your friends and enemies colleagues and family about this amazing podcast you've been listening to. We'll love you forever. Forever.